no matter how many people you have on staff at your church, there's only so much you can accomplish in a day, right? Your church exists to serve the community. So the mission of your church and its staff is to reach as many people as you can. That's why productivity is essential for churches, as most of your church's success lies in its ability to lean into and leverage resources for optimum performance. And thankfully, our friends at Belay know this well. Belay, an innovative staffing solution with over 10 years of experience serving churches, has successfully matched thousands of organizations with part-time virtual assistants, bookkeepers, and social media strategists. That's why they're offering our listeners a free download of their resource, Church Leaders, Essential Strategies to Unleash Productivity. Let Belay help your church live its mission in your community by helping you juggle less and accomplish more. Just go to Belay, that's B-E-L-A-Y solutions.com slash Lifeway for your free download. Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. You're listening to the Group Answers Podcast, a weekly show designed to resource, train, and encourage small group leaders. Each episode considers current trends and resources, as well as timeless truths and methods of discipleship. It's hosted by Brian Daniel and Chris Surratt. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Group Answers Podcast show. I am Brian Daniel with Chris Surratt and recurring guest Brandon Hiltabidal is back with us today. Brandon, welcome back. It's good to be here. Every time you say the Group Answers Podcast show, <laughs> I wonder if that's even what it's called. It's it's not. It's not, right? It's not. No. Nowhere, <laughs> nowhere in our graphics. I, I never hear the word show or I, see it anywhere but, other than when you set it up on occasion. I know. I knew. I knew that's where you were going. That's why we had the pregnant pause there. That was not unintentional. I was a little worried before you got there because... Because at the beginning, you were kind of like, welcome to another episode. Like, this is like the millionth, you're tired, but then you got into it. So. Yeah, I did. I do. Well, it sounds you, like you're tired, Brian. You have told me. <laughs> <laughs> so, which, which reminds me, just yeah. random question. Brandon, how did you sleep last night? I did not rest well, Brian. <laughs> did uh, you say rest? I did not rest well. I was awakened. <laughs> At about 2 a.m. by the sound of one of my beloved chickens uh, being feasted upon by something else. I've, I'm assuming it's a raccoon because that's what I see the most. But we lost one last night mm. and it was loud. I forgot to close the, the coop. It was my fault. And uh, and so it's my fault that, that that raccoon is fuller today and that my rest was mitigated. Was it a named yeah, was name? We Kel- don't. Name was it chicken? a was it Michael Kelly chicken? We don't. Well, uh, other than Michael Ch- Kelly the second, we have not named them. Okay. And uh, it there was three left. I did not seen which one it was, so it could have been Michael Kelly the chicken. Raccoons, the I would guess, would get eggs. I would guess a fox got in there. So they raccoon all, killed everything chickens. eats chickens. Dang. 
everything eats we, chickens. We're learning a lot about chickens because we're about to get some. Actually, this weekend, we're going out to get chickens. We just ordered a coop. And basically, they are at the bottom of the food chain. I mean, every creature you can name wants to eat a they chicken. They all think they're delicious. And will eat a chicken, <laughs> including so, humans. We've lost them to <laughs> raccoons, foxes, dogs. coyotes, dogs, dogs. Yeah. Uh, hawks. We've the full, you know. Hawks. They're delicious, man. So I'm a little delicious. worried about naming some chickens and then having the name anyway, dog come over. I mean, in a from a chicken perspective, getting killed by a hawk sounds terrifying to it, me. It all sounds awful. Just coming out of nowhere, all of a sudden you're lifted off the ground and being carried away. Can I just say, though, as a, a pretend farmer who's had chickens for years and years now, this is my third year of chickens, they kind of give off an air of ine- inevitability. <laughs> <laughs> like, they seem to live life like, as though, yep, any moment. It's going to come. Any moment, one of these things out here is eating me. So they don't seem too surprised when it happens, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Wow. Well, so did you rush out last night? Let me get some details on this. Did you run out to try to save the chicken or did you wait until the inevitable like it Mm -hmm. it stopped? Many times. I mean, my daughter, especially my oldest daughter, has often disrupted the murders where she'll hear it's happening because sometimes like right at dusk before you've put them to bed that the, the bad guys can come around. So mm. she stopped it several times. I've stopped it before. This was clearly too late. I did go outside and, and close the coop so that the rest would be, would be safe at 2 AM. But, mm. uh, yeah, that I did not even walk to where I heard the sound to see. So at this point it's just, it's happening. It was, we have one less chicken. We have one less chicken. This is not our first rodeo in that regard. <laughs> so go close the coop, berate yourself for your failure and uh, try to go back to sleep. Nice. Well, and, speaking of sleep. And this is relevant because. As Brian would always say, that's as good of a segue as that's any. That's as good of a segue. And yes, I can spell that word as any. <laughs> we are going to talk about rest. We're, we're hitting us. We're on a series. We were interrupted by Mary Wiley, which was a good interruption with our episode last week. But we are in the middle of a series called Tips for Leaders. We've talked about how do you lead a couples group. Brandon, were you part of that one? Mm-mm. I don't think so. No, you were right before that one. No. That would have been a good one to have you. He's been staying away. This is true. <laughs> um, he has better things to do than the Group Keep Answers podcast show. Imagine that. <laughs> Every time the word show gets tacked on, I think, yeah, that's not for me. It's not for you. So we yeah. did that one. Then we did uh, how to think differently about summer. That was a fun one. And so now we're going to do one on how to properly rest as a leader, as a human being. And one of the reasons I wanted to do this is we are, I think, all agreed that COVID is at least slowing down. People are getting back to some sense of normalcy, whatever normal is now. People are getting the vaccine. They're going back to church. They're hopefully going to be back at group coming this fall. So we're all fired up about it. But I just have this feeling that we may jump right back in and not think about the fact that um, we still need rest. We still need that spiritual discipline. And I call it a spiritual discipline because it is of rest. And so I want to just hit that now, especially as we kind of move into summer and times when we could have maybe some more rest. So just just to be sure I'm understanding, the, the concern is that as we get back in and there's a level of excitement that we're going to, that there's the potential that we're going to uh, head into a quick burnout go or back, try and do too much. Go right back to the old ways. And I think, you know, this hasn't really been a restful 
period, yeah. would you think? I mean, over the last year, a little bit over a year, even though we may not have as many things that we're doing, but it has not been restful. It, no. it, in what we're going to talk about. Even if we're just talking about the news that finds its way to us. Yes. To our various feeds. Yes. I would agree with that. So I think that we can start with what is rest. And when a lot of us, you know, we think about rest, we think about the Sabbath, right? So what is the Sabbath? Brandon, when you think about the Sabbath, what do you think about? So I think of it in two ways. Um and I, I would not claim to be the expert, but since you started with me, I will answer the question. That's why I asked you because you're the expert. Uh, I'm not the expert, but I do think it is there is a there is a physical sort of literal Sabbath. There is a day of rest, and then there is a spiritual, uh, you know, metaphysical Sabbath. And so I, I think that the Lord's desire for us is both. Um, but one thing that was, I don't know if freeing is the right word because you don't want to be freed to burnout. <laughs> but one of the most freeing things I heard uh, was Tim Keller preaching on this uh, years ago. I heard him talk about this, about how, you know, there are seasons of life. And this is the type of thing that I think in one sense we're trying to guard against in even discussing this topic. Uh, and in the other sense, just making people aware of the the possibility but there there are seasons in which you cannot have a true physical you know time bound 24 hour sabbath rest uh you can be a christ focused kingdom seeking person and 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 still you cannot have that in its most literal sense and mm -hmm. keller gave several examples the one that stuck out with me was like a doctor in a residency program mm -hmm. like for whatever that time period is, two years, whatever it is, like you're not in control of your Four life. Four years. Well, okay. So, you know, it's like, <laughs> like it basically Tim said, so is it, so it's either it can't just be a literal physical, you know, commandment in that regard, or there can never be a Christian doctor. Yeah. And so to me that, that, and obviously he was making the case that most importantly, and I think we'll probably wrestle with both for a few minutes here together. Most importantly, rest is a soul rest first. Rest is, you know, Hebrews 4, a Sabbath rest remains for us. Mm. And then the next verse says, so make every effort to enter into that rest. So I would say, and you guys, I think would probably agree, sometimes uh, it is work to not have our our soul buoyed by work. Mm -hmm. It is, it is effort mm -hmm. for us not to have our significance and our satisfaction and our identity tied into our effort. So our effort is resting in Jesus effort. Our work is relying on Jesus's work. Mm -hmm. And when we're able to get there, even sometimes when our calendars and I, we don't want to live there forever, but even sometimes when our calendars are too full, like we might say they are right now, our souls don't have to be too empty. Like we can have, uh, we can have the deeper rest that, so I would say for me, it's, it's more of a rhythm conversation than it is a rest conversation because you can have rhythms that lead to soul rest, even, even in a season yeah. where you may not have the physical rest that you would, you would most hope for. Now, again, you can't live there forever, but if you're only going to fight for one, you fight for the soul before you fight for the sleep. I would say that has to be right. And that's going to wrap it up for this <laughs> episode. Of, uh, I do think we think of Sabbath 
at least I do, in a couple of ways that, that, are, that are just wrong that, that I've learned not the, in, in, in the recent history. Um, one is we think of Sabbath as a law, that it is a rule that we have to live by, you know, every, every seven days we have to take a day off, where really it's a gift that was given to us. I mean, it says, it says in, in scripture, I think in, in Mark, that, it, that it's not for him, it's for us. Yeah. It's, it's for the replenishment of our soul. It's in what you're talking about is right, Brandon. We think about it, it's a day, but really it's a time. It's a mental place that we go to where, where we, we Sabbath. And Jeff Vanderstel talks about Sabbath is actually Jesus. And you talked about that, how when we, when we rest, when we, when we give things to Jesus, when we give him our worries and our responsibilities and we say, oh, we're giving it to you, we are resting in Jesus. Yeah. And the, you know, in my experience, the sort of the physical, the compart, the, the wise compartmentalization of your life easily flows out of the spiritual rest, whereas the the opposite is probably less true. And by that, I mean, I would not say I'm an expert on managing my calendar. I'm not an expert on making sure I have all the exact right amount of times for all the exact right amount of things. But God has given me the grace for years of knowing what spiritual rhythms my soul needs the most and given me the discipline to go after them. Like, I'm going to go to Jesus I'm going to go, I'm going to brush my teeth, make coffee and go to Jesus. Those are the first three things I do every day. It's that's and, and if that, if I'm always going to Jesus first, there's a better chance that, that I have what I most created, what I was most created for, what I most need. And I don't find within myself the sense of urgency to blow up the rest of my life to get things that I couldn't get there anyway. So that's what I mean. Like, like my family aspires to a this is the day consecrated to rest. This is the day for one another. This is our Sabbath day. That to me is more flexible than the, I'm going to have time for my soul to rest in Jesus every morning of my life. Yeah. And, and if, again, you want both, but the, but the starting your day with a posture of humility, a posture of dependency, a posture of worship, generally tends to lead to a, okay, I don't have to get my boss to tell me that I'm approved today because I already know that I am. Hmm. I don't have to get my wife to tell me that I'm approved today because I already know, you know what I'm saying? So, so the, the, for me, it's, it's less about establishing calendar rhythms than it is establishing uh, spiritual rhythms that, that I think more naturally healthy things will flow out of. Mm -hmm. So. See, I would boil that down. I would take all that. I, I, I think I pretty much would, if I used your words, would use all the same ways to describe that you just did. I think I am on the exact same page. But I may boil it down to just, I think when you look at the Sabbath and how it is typically understood, like by a great number of people, it's the idea of checking out. Yeah. When a true rest and a true Sabbath may be the exact opposite of that. And it's a high level of engagement, but it's Sometimes. a matter of what that's in. So like you hear references to the man cave or alone time or people wanting to be out in the woods hunting and that's when they're alone time. And I'm not going to 
get into disputing what works and what doesn't. I think the idea here is there's a much higher level of engagement. It's a it's engaging Jesus at a profound level. And yes, yeah. Brandon, that is where you find rest. It's not in abdicating responsibility and turning on the television and watching football all day sure. Sunday. That's not Sabbath. In fact, that will wear you out. For sure it does. Yeah. Let me expand on something you said, the uh, actively engaging Jesus. I, I, that's the key to everything. I, I like that language. Um, so th- I, I, I guess we're kind of coming at this as though the opposite of rest is burnout. And that's not exactly true, but that is the out, that's the outcome that we're trying to avoid, I think. That's the crash ending. Yeah. yeah so when I've counseled people either that are in burnout or feeling like they're headed towards burnout – when I've experienced it myself, the language that I always use that I think fits along with what we're talking about is is expanding the means of grace in your life. So another way of saying it would be, uh, you know, sort of broadening the opportunities where that Sabbath soul rest that we most want has the most opportunity uh, to kind of penetrate your heart. And so when somebody is uh, tired, somebody's exhausted, someone's spiritually dry, whatever that might look like for them. I, I'm always trying to help people like, okay, is there an, is there something it's, it almost sounds counterintuitive, but is there something that you can add to your life that would give an additional opportunity for the Lord to speak to you? Can you give mm-hmm. like the Lord's always trying to speak to you. So it's like, you know, you're ha- you're, you're probably having your quiet time, but are you when's the last time you've you know just sat down and listened to a podcast of some preacher that you don't hear all the time and and sometimes that just that new perspective like oh and the holy spirit breaks through in, in your heart or you know read a book uh call call a friend uh to to discuss the things of the lord but like when i'm looking for sort of the freshness in the lord and i want my soul to kind of calm down i generally try to add something add an avenue or add a means of god's grace cuz god wants to give it to me let me basically open up my arms as wide as possible and say, God, here's all the ways that you have proven you work in your people. And I want it all right now because I don't I'm not getting what I feel like I should be getting. I, so that I think really does. It sounds to me a lot like make every effort to enter into that rest. So that would be some pretty practical things that I think somebody listening could hear is is uh, what are the other ways, you know, that the Lord works that may not be, you know, in your rhythms right now or in your, in your week Mm -hmm. and plug one in and Mm -hmm. give them a chance to, to sort of soften your heart, to give them a chance to breathe, give yourself a chance to breathe and find that joy in Jesus again. Yeah. The, I mean, I think what you're saying is burnout is a deficiency. And so if you've got a deficiency, then you need to fill the deficiency with something. Well, yeah. And the idea of, of Jesus being the Sabbath brings restoration to our soul. So if what you're doing right now for resting or Sabbath is not restoring your soul, then it's not true rest. Um, Psalm 126, I just pulled it up. I I love how it's described here what the Lord does uh, when he restores. It says, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Our mouths were filled with laughter then and our tongues with shouts of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We were joyful. Restore our fortunes, Lord. The watercourses in the Negev, those who sow in tears will reap with shouts of joy. 
Though one goes along weeping, carrying the bag of seed, he will surely come back with shouts of joy, carrying his sheaves. So to me, what that means is that when we're being restored, we laughter returns, shouts of joy, fortune returns. And that's what happens when we lean into Jesus as the Sabbath. Come on now. Um, I I don't want this to all just be reading the scripture, but I kind of do just want it to all be. It's God's word that gives life. Um, I want to read a couple of verses for Hebrews four from Hebrews four that I referenced earlier. Uh, Therefore, this is starting in verse nine, please Lord. Therefore a Sabbath rest remains for God's people. Like if you're listening to this right now, like that's, that's not Brandon's word to you. That's not Chris or Brian's word to you. That is, that is the Holy Spirit, that is Jesus Christ speaking to you. Therefore, a Sabbath rest remains for you. For the person who has entered his rest has rested from his own works, just as God, rest from your own works, just as God did from his. Let us then make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will fall into the same pattern of disobedience. And do you guys know what comes next? This always blows my mind, even though I already know it's there. The next verse, one of the most famous verses in the Bible, for the word of God is living and effective and sharper than any double-edged sword penetrating as far as the separation of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. The Sabbath rest remains for you, and that's like give God's word all the opportunity that it can to light you up for a for a happy, joyful, restful heart. Hmm. What do you guys do? One of my favorite passages has has always been in Jeremiah 6, and it's verse 16. Uh, you may or may not be familiar with it, but uh, this is what this is what the Lord says: Stand by the roadways. What, uh, roadways. Some translations have crossroads. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask about the ancient paths, which is the way to what is good. Then take it and find rest for yourselves. You guys ever run into that passage? That's one. Jeremiah six is one of my favorite uh, chapters in the Bible. But is that something that you've that has stopped you before about choosing the ancient paths and there you will find rest. Mm, right. I've, I mean, I obviously I've read it, but it hasn't really stopped me the way right now. I mean, how, how does that filter through your lens? You know, I'm not, I, I, I'm unprepared to say what the ancient paths are, but I would assume it, it's a lot of what we touched on. It's yeah. You were, you were created to walk with the Lord. Do that. Yes. And then, the uh, rhythms, the rhythms that yeah. I think are the rhythms that are in, like in in the in the new covenant passages, also in Jeremiah, your heart of where Ezekiel is, your heart of stone is gone; it's been replaced with the heart of a heart of flesh. No yeah. longer, and then the Jeremiah equivalent is no longer are is the law written on you; it yeah. is written in your heart. Uh, it's that kind of thing. That's the ancient past, for instance. But I I've left again not once. I have left multiple sermons on that text where my heart's just screaming at me, do better, do better, do better, do better, do better, do better, do better. And, and Jesus says, uh, there's a Sabbath rest that remains for you that he's secured for me. I am enough. Yes, he is enough. Yeah. And I think that's what we're, we're, we're getting at is so many of us have a fundamental, uh, legal view of what the Sabbath is. And it becomes a checklist item. It becomes a guilt item when that's really not what it is. It is a gift to us. It's leaning into Jesus. It's giving him um, our burdens and he will restore restore our soul. So I want to encourage you as 
as a group leader, as a group member, as you get back into the season, that um, that, you, that you, maybe you look at the Sabbath in a different way. And I love how Brandon put it. It's maybe not going to look the same for each person. Maybe it's not um, a day of whatever you think it, it should be. Maybe it's listening to a podcast. Maybe it's taking some time every morning to just rest in his word and lean into him. Um, you know, whatever that looks like, but let's pay attention to our souls as uh, we kind of get back into the normal, whatever Brian Daniel, the normal is now. Yep. I have no idea what that is. No. Well, it's emerging. Is that the right word? Emerging normal. Oh, yeah. that's good. Emerging normal. I mean, I've seen lots of posts that people are ranting against the term new normal, which I get that. I think there's a little redundancy there. Uh, well, I mean, it's only one of three things, right? <laughs> right? It's it's going to be the same or it's going to be different. And if it's different, what is different? What I mean, that's kind of it. Yeah. But I do know that my schedule's filling up. I'm starting to travel again. It's just things are kind of coming back. And so I, I this is as much for me as it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about everybody else, but it's, can you guys relate to the fact that it seems to be a pendulum swing? And I'm, I'm usually, I, the middle balance, I found that while I'm swinging back and forth between extremes. And so this idea of balance and rest is something that seems fleeting and less than accessible sometimes. And you've got to always be kind of bringing yourself back to that. So I think we shouldn't feel bad if we find ourselves there, but just be able to name it and address it. Mm -hmm. That's going to wrap it up for us today. This is the Group Answers Podcast. I'm Brian Daniel with Chris Stratton and Brandon Hiltabaitl. As always, we would love to see your comments and ratings on the show. And uh, Only if they're good. You call it a show again. <laughs> I like that. We're in the entertainment <laughs> business. Five stars, people. Only five stars. And always uh, think about subscribing. Love that, too. Yes. Thanks for being with us. Hope to be with you again soon. Bye.